Two people have been arrested in the death of Brian Signick during the uh, January 6th riot at the Capitol building, and the media cheers at those arrests while ignoring the other 50 riots that are spreading throughout the country because of Antifa and BLM. The Catholic Church does something it has been doing for the last 2,000 years and beyond, and everyone is surprised and hurt. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, let's get right to it. Two men who sprayed bear mace at Capitol Police Officer Brian Signick have been found, and they are now facing assault charges against Signick. Julian Cater of Pennsylvania and George Tanios of West Virginia have been charged with the assault. And um, Sidnick died about a day later. And we don't really know what happened yet. So there is no information on how Sidnick died, whether he died directly from the uh, bear spray or he had a stroke or he had a heart attack. Um, The autopsy has not been released. The media, specifically the New York Times, has been lying and saying that Sidnick was actually uh, hit in the back of the head with a fire extinguisher that turned out to be totally false. Uh, Now, again, let's be clear here. This doesn't really change anything. If Sidnick died due to being sprayed in the face with mace, whether or not... Uh, the mace was in direct, caused the death directly or not, these guys should probably be charged with something a little heavier than assault, but probably murder or at least manslaughter, third degree murder or manslaughter or unintentional homicide, manslaughter too. Um, the fact that they're not charged with murder or something even in the vicinity of murder leaves some questions as to what actually happened, or it's possible they just flat out don't know yet. Now, I do want to point out, um, there have been now 315 arrests so far over these riots, out of between 500 and 600 rioters. They're well over 50% of arrests. I'm going to say this. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. They've arrested all these people. They should catch every one of them. They should prosecute every one of them. And every one of them should serve jail time. Okay? Let's be be clear. I do not condone what happened on January 6th. With that, let's talk about what's happening in Seattle, Portland, and Minneapolis. Since nothing seems to be said about these. I had to do some math here, but it has been 69 days since the January 6th Capitol riots. That has been all the news the media has talked about. What they're ignoring is Antifa and BLM, because those groups have had dozens of riots since January 6th, specifically Antifa. Antifa is the evil group here. BLM is still really bad. But I think they're running to some problems with finances. Uh, One of the BLM 
uh, Leeds was actually arrested for fraud because he had been stealing something like $400,000 from all the donations that BLM had been receiving. In Minneapolis, Antifa and BLM have opened another autonomous zone within the area that George Floyd died called George Floyd Square. Once again, the leftist government is just letting it go. And when we talk about these zones, understand something. People are threatened. There is violence. People are killed. Don't listen to Vice News because Vice News is lying to you. They're not there in mourning and celebrating the life of George Floyd. They're not doing that. The zone takes up, they, they are shutting down businesses. They are threatening press. They are threatening uh, civilians. They're stopping people from entering. It's, it's a bad scene. And this is actually, I know BLM has something to do with it, but this is mostly Antifa security that is, that is controlling this. The zone takes up about four blocks. The police are not allowed, even in emergencies, the police are not allowed. Businesses are being threatened, and a lot of them have closed. The press is not allowed in. Basically, people's lives are being destroyed. This is all in preparation for the Derek Chauvin trial. The city is already preparing for a riot because... No one is really sure that this guy is going to get convicted of murder. He is being accused of first-degree murder, or I'm sorry, second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. Uh, this uh, last week, uh, Derek Sh- uh, Judge, an appellate judge, judge said that third-degree murder was appropriate and that it cannot be removed from the charges. Third-degree murder here is not appropriate, and he's probably not going to get convicted of that. The judge in the trial basically said that. He said, okay, I have to put this third-degree murder charge here, but I don't know how it applies. For me, it doesn't apply. Uh, they, are putting in, they are putting up the... Um, uh, they're putting up uh, walls right now to protect the courthouse from rioting. By the way, the autonomous zone thing, would you consider that an insurrection? You're taking up four solid blocks of a city and no one can walk in under threat of violence, that kind of sounds like an insurrection. But no one's talking about it. As a matter of fact, if you listen to some of the news, they don't even mention it. Well, on Sunday, someone was killed in the autonomous zone by a drive-by shooting. Police could not get in. A bunch of the medics... Antifa medics tried to drag the guy to police. I'm sure they were worried about his neck and his spine while they were dragging him over there. He died before he even got to the police. Somehow I have a feeling that the police will get blamed for this too. Now, I do want to point something out in Minneapolis because this is going to affect the trial. Uh, Minneapolis gave $27 million to George Floyd's family as a death a wrongful death settlement. This is probably going to delay the Chauvin trial, and it may be enough reason to move the trial out of Minneapolis. This Chauvin trial is, is going to last forever. And the reason the defense is really bent out of shape about that deal is because um, 
it, it makes Chauvin look guilty because the city is not backing him. By the way, how an ex-felon drug addict is worth $27 million is beyond me. Let's not forget, if you find out what George Floyd actually was, you'll sit back and say, there, say to them, that's not a saint. They should have given this group $300,000 and just told them to go on their way. $27 million is asinine. In Portland, things are going really well. Antifa decided to threaten to burn down a federal courthouse. Then they threatened security inside the courthouse. They vandalized, After that, they vandalized the courthouse in front of security. The government didn't arrest anyone. Instead, they put up fencing and barriers. Antifa tried to count, attack the courthouse again. By the way, this has been going on for a week now. But failed because there was, guess you got it, barriers and uh, fencing. Hey, walls don't work, remember? They arrested a couple of Antifa members. And those Antifa members were released right away in a few hours with no charges. Things were quiet for a few days because of the fences and barriers, which aren't supposed to work. Then, this weekend, it was the anniversary of Brianna Taylor's death, and Antifa tried to burn down the same courthouse. Why? Because the police took down the fencing and the barriers. Fifteen people were arrested, including one guy who was arrested in a few days uh, one guy who was arrested a few days before. So people are being arrested not once, not twice, and they're still being released. There was a gal in Minneapolis this happened too. These Antifa and BLM riots have been occurring all over the country, including Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Seattle, and of course Portland. There have been dozens of riots since the Capitol riots, and less than 50 people have been arrested. Do you see the problem? The Capitol riots killed nobody, or killed nobody. None of the rioters killed anybody. Okay, technically, we don't really know. But also, the Capitol riots lasted three hours, and 350 people were arrested. Right now, the Antifa riots in Portland have tried to burn down a federal courthouse, have been threatening violence, and nobody's and only about 20 people have been arrested and nothing's been done. In Minneapolis, they have taken over. Antifa has taken, and I'm going to say Antifa because BLM I don't think is actually really much involved in this, but Antifa has taken over a four-block radius. Not one person has been arrested and the only person killed has been a one of the supporters through a drive-by shooting. Sounds great, doesn't it? So, you got to wonder, what's with all this love with Antifa? I mean, CNN is still talking about January 6th, and it makes, like, zero sense. 69 days ago, and we're still talking about that, that, that riot, and it was a riot, 350 people have been arrested, 315 people have been arrested. It seems like things are moving along. When it comes to that. But meanwhile, Antifa's been rioting for two weeks, trying to burn down courthouses. They actually tried to lock 
I believe it was a police station, and then burn it down with people inside. Yet, even when the violence peaked over the summer, you heard this from the media. Listen to the media and our politicians and our leftist politicians. Here's Jerry Nadler. Listen to this. See if you remember this. This was in the middle of summer. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? There's that, that's, riots. That, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, a myth, really? That's only being spread in Washington, D.C.? I think Jerry needs to jump on a plane and fly to New York because they basically destroyed New York and that's where he's from. Fly to Portland, fly to Seattle. He's got he's got the frequent flyer miles and the personal jet or whatever it is. But a myth? Really? And spread in Washington? Huh. Well, that Washington DC myth has caused 2 to 3 billion dollars in damage. I'm going to repeat that again. 2 to 3 billion dollars again and I uh, uh, dollars in damage and we'll talk about that later. Now it's 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 going beyond 3 billion because it continues to happen. Yeah, well, that's not the only one that had something to say about it. Here's President Biden during last year's debate against Donald Trump calling Antifa, well just listen, calling Antifa an idea. This is a left-wing white supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his really? FBI, his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, we're then gonna, you know what? No, 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 we're done. We're done sir. So now, Antifa is just an idea. Did I say before that this idea created about two to four, two to three billion dollars in damages and has been closing streets? in Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Minneapolis. And by the way, that idea did riot in Washington, D.C. Interesting. But here is Joy Behard, the brain trust of The View talk show. I don't know how this show even stays on. I really... Don't get it. But Ron Johnson, a Republican senator, actually made some, I think he's a senator, anyway, made some comments about Antifa, and Joy Behard had to put her two cents in. I, God, how does this, how does anyone stand this woman? Listen to what she had to say about it. Right out there with his racism. There's no dog whistle for him. You know, it's like, I'm a racist. Have a nice day. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, it's funny. When I was watching this, it's so aggravating to listen to this idiot. I mean, he and I are very different. I'll tell you this right now. If I was surrounded by people carrying weapons, uh, people erecting nooses, uh, screaming, hang Mike Pence, bludgeoning a police officer to death, I might be a little scared. But Ron, no, he's not scared of those people. He's scared of this fictitious idea of Antifa, a thing that doesn't even exist. He needs to go. He needs to go, and soon. Son, right. Sonny. Uh, okay, so let, let, let's take a look at what we've heard so far. Antifa is fiction, it's a myth, and it's an idea. Two to three billion dollars of damage. Two autonomous zones, both armed by Antifa. Portland has had two has had a week and a half straight of rioting 
including the attempt to burn a building. And the only thing that these folks can talk about is the Capitol riots 69 days ago. And by the way, how many right-wing riots do we see? I suppose what's happening in Portland is by Proud Boys or the KKK or white supremacists, even though we absolutely positively know they aren't. You know why? Because we've arrested enough of them to know where they're coming from. So let's get it. Let's get the, this straight once and for all, because Antifa is not f- fiction. It's not a myth and it's not an idea. Antifa is real. It's been around since the 1940s in Nazi Germany. Antifa is using the same emblem they were using back in the 1940s. That's that two red flags, one over the other. They have a flag. They have a uniform. Though not centralized, they do have sex. And those sex are defined in certain areas. Portland, Seattle, they've got one in Michigan. We know this. They have a hierarchy within those sects, which means they have a leader. They have soldiers. They have security. They have funding and support staffs. Don't forget, in, in, in Michigan, Portland, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Seattle, They actually had vans driving with Molotov cocktails and weapons so they could arm their people. They travel from riot to riot. I mentioned that people get arrested multiple times. There was one gal who was arrested in Washington, D.C. and then got arrested in another riot in Minneapolis. This is a true thing. They're armed. Contrary to popular belief, they do have guns. They are armed. How do you, why do you think that the uh, autonomous zones last so long because these guys are carrying AR-15s. They have philosophical literature. They have a training program. They have a recruitment process. It is an organization. They have books written by members talking about Antifa and their philosophy. Antifa in some ways is more organized and better funded than Muslim terrorist organizations like ISIS, definitely better than Palestine, the Palestinians are. And they have caused a lot of damage. They're not a myth. They're not an idea. They're not fiction. They exist. And they are dangerous. With all that crap being brought up um, about the riot in Washington, D.C. that lasted three hours and 60% of the perpetrators have been arrested, why does the left continually Play down Antifa and BLM, which have been rioting for almost a year and again have caused two to three billion dollars in damage because the left wants Antifa. They need Antifa. They want BLM. They need BLM. They want what that police force that does their bidding. And if we look at totalitarian governments in the past, They all had that secret police force. Mussolini had the black shirts. Hitler had the brown shirts, which is also known as the SS. Stalin had the NKVD. Each organization was a terrorist organization used to keep the people in line. Now the Democrats have Antifa. 
This is why they are not condemned by Democrats or arrested in leftist cities or prosecuted in leftist cities. They're ignored by the leftist media. By the way, have you seen an Antifa riot in Texas? Have you seen an Antifa riot in Georgia outside of Atlanta, which is a leftist city? Have you seen one in Mississippi? Have you seen one in Missouri? Except in, let's say, um, let's say, uh, what's that city called? Uh, uh, St. Louis, which is a leftist city. You don't, because everyone is armed, and they don't like them. It's really scary to see all the parallels between totalitarian governments and what's happening in America today. Antifa and the embrace of Antifa is a direct parallel from things like Nazis. This is why I laugh whenever they call us Nazis. I laugh because it's like, uh, you've got Antifa, which by the way, was a, an organization that's a communist organization. They fought the Germans in the 40s, but they fought the Germans because they didn't like the Nazis. They didn't like the fascists. And let's not forget, Hitler already had his own secret police. So it's really, really, really scary. Okay, and last story... The biggest surprise in the world is the Vatican declared Monday that the Catholic Church cannot bless unions, gay unions, because God cannot bless sin. And okay, um, by the way, they, the uh, the decree came from the Vatican's Orthodoxy Office, which is called the Congregation for the Doctrine of of the Faith, uh, and they responded to a question about whether Catholic clergy can be, can bless same-sex unions. Um, the church has previously welcomed gay people into its fold. It doesn't actually condemn them, um, but it does not recognize their unions as marriages. And this is something that's been going around for 2000 years. This shouldn't have been a surprise. Instead, the Catholic doctrine teaches that marriage is a union between a man and a woman. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So the decree actually states, quote, the presence in such relationships of positive elements, which are in themselves to be valued and appreciated, cannot justify these relationships and render them legitimate objects of an classical blessing, since the positive elements exist within the context of a union, not ordered to the creator's plan. Now, that's a big thing. Uh, we'll get to it in just a second. God, quote, does not and cannot bless sin. He blesses sinful men so that he may recognize that he is in part, he is part of his plan of love and allow himself to be changed by him. By the way, God's plan for marriage is that a couple is supposed to have children. Obviously, a gay couple cannot have children together. If you've ever been married in the Catholic Church, it is the main covenant that the couple makes to God to have children and raise the children as good Catholics. Now, I also want to point out, this isn't the only thing the Pope cannot bless. For example, I was married in the Catholic Church. I was married for 20 years. 
we got a divorce. I didn't get an annulment. Now I've got a beautiful um, uh, fiance who's been married twice. I cannot have our marriage blessed by the Catholic Church because I'm committing adultery. It's That's how the church actually sees it. So when I marry Josie, it will be a civil union that is not blessed by the church. And all the church is saying is, they're, saying, they're not saying they're against gay civil unions. They're saying they can't bless those civil unions. And the degree of sin, who knows? And this has been talked about. Basically, when I was in Catholic school, one of the things we learned is gay marriage is not something. And that tells you how long gay marriage has been around. This was back in the 70s and 80s. Um, the reason gays can't get married is because of, uh, not because of one of the Ten Commandments, but because of one of the deadly sins. It's considered lust. Because sex is not there, according to the Catholic Church, according to doctrine, is not there for feeding a need of the couple. It's there to have children. It's there to procreate. And that's the thing. If you are having sex just for sex's sake, without procreation, you're committing the mortal sin of lust. Now, mind you, when I say mortal sin, I'm just calling it a mortal sin. Mortal sin is also pride, envy, um, um, wrath, things like that. I am not saying you're going to go to hell. Me, if I get married, I'm committing the sin of adultery because I was married and according to the Catholic Church, because I did not get an annulment, I cannot, I cannot get a divorce, and so therefore I'm still married. If I mar have another civil union, I'm committing adultery. I'd have to get an annulment through the church, which is, I probably could qualify for, but chances are it would take me years and I'd probably not get it. Pope Francis holds a lot of leftist thoughts, but he still has not shied away from keeping of the traditions and doctrine of the Catholic Church. Gay marriage and abortion have been real problems for the Catholic Church for 2,000 years, and he has not relented in the least on the subject. Pope Francis has even criticized politicians for their support of abortion, just like Joe Biden. Most Catholic priests question Joe Biden's Catholicism because of his stance on abortion. I mean, Joe Biden is good with abortion up till the day the kid is born. This is, this is not part of Catholic doctrine. Well, even though this has been part of the Catholic doctrine for 2,000 years, and actually part of Judeo-Christian tradition, if you extend back... 4,000 years, because don't forget, Catholicism is a sect of Judaism. We are a direct sect of Judaism. You could sit there and say that this doctrine has been around for 4,000 years. This is not something new. But Don Lemon took real offense to it, which is weird, and I'll say why in a second. He's gay. He's engaged. He decided to put his two cents about the Pope's, about the Church's decision on The View. This is a little longer, but listen, it's really interesting. Or that he thought that way, I was just surprised that he actually said it out loud. 
Well, Dawn, on a, to pivot, you got engaged to your fiancé, Tim, in 2019. And this morning, and you guys are so cute, we learned that the Vatican has said that the Catholic Church won't bless same-sex unions, quote, since God cannot bless sin. They go on to say that this does not imply a judgment on persons. But I want to know, do you think this sends a damaging message, and how do you feel about that, given that, obviously, you are now engaged and going to get married? Well, I think there are, listen, I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in their God. But if you believe in something that hurts another person that, or that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily under the Constitution because this is under God, uh, I, I think that that's wrong. And I think that the, the Catholic Church and many other churches really need to reexamine themselves and their teachings because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And to put it in the context of race, I find that, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated place on earth, uh, time on earth, was 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I think that religion and the pew keeps us from actually, their barriers from people actually getting to know each other. So I would say to the Pope and the Vatican and all Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you believe out, you, you happen to belong to out there, go out and meet people and try to understand people and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said, if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest ye be not judged. So instead of having the pew hinder you, having the church hinder you, instead of being segregated in the church or among yourselves, go out and have a barbecue and meet people and start um, and, and start breaking bread with people and getting to know them much as I do at Joy's house, mostly Sonny coming to my house, Sarah coming to my house, me going to Whoopi's house <laughs> for barbecues. And I'm telling the truth. And then hopefully I will be celebrating some sort of meal with Megan and Liberty at her house or at my house. So now I'm sorry, Don Lemon <clears throat> got his feelings hurt, but I really don't give a damn. First off, Catholicism, like I said, has been around for 2,000 years. I'm pretty sure there have been a philosopher or two that are far more wise than Don Lemon. And I really don't give a damn what he thinks about my religion. This is the doctrine you follow, and that's it. And I'm sorry he got, his, he got all butthurt, and that's fine. Just because the uh, Catholic Church says that they can't bless his marriage doesn't mean he still can't get married. I, that's all. That's the whole point of it. Well, I think they need, if you hurt people, the church isn't hurting him. We'll get to that in a second. Church isn't hurting him. You can get married. No one's stopping you. The other asinine thing, get to know people. What does that mean? Go out to a barbecue, get to know people. What does that have to do with the church saying, well, you can get married and all, but we can't bless it because it's still considered a sin. It's a sin in the Old Testament. It's a sin in the New Testament. I, I don't know what to tell you. And finally, God's role is not to judge. This boy needs to get himself a Bible. That's all God does is judge. As a matter of fact, last I checked, that's the only thing he does is judge. But here's where it gets very interesting. Here's the most interesting part. Don Lemon was a Baptist, is non-denominational. He doesn't celebrate the Baptist faith anymore. He's not Catholic. The only thing he does is believe in a higher, believe in a higher power. 
That's it. That's all he believes in. So, I definitely don't want to hear from him. Since you're not even a Christian, technically. You, your opinion means little, less than what, less than nothing. So, it, this is the thing. But he's got a, he's got a agenda. And this is an agenda I think I talked about either yesterday or early, or late last week. And that is agenda, that agenda is religion is evil. I don't really care about the non-Christian gay man thinks about the church saying that gay marriage can't be blessed. I, I really don't care. And the Biden administration got asked about this. The Biden administration also got asked about this. Joe Biden, of course, is a huge propon proponent, proponent of gay marriage, even though he's a, quote, devout Catholic, end quote. Uh, James Saki said that she did have a message from, she did not have a message from Joe Biden personally, but he still believes in gay marriage and he still thinks it's as normal as pie, which is fine. But let's, let's be very careful. James Saki described Biden as a devout Catholic. Let's not get crazy. He believes in abortion up till the moment of death. He has re been refused communion in the Catholic Church because of his belief in abortion. <clears throat> I'll go a step forward. He doesn't support free will or choice, which is one of the edicts of God. His belief in big government and telling people what to do goes against the Bible, goes against Christ's teachings. I don't think he's much of a Catholic. And how do I know this? Because... The Founding Fathers wrote the Constitution based on the freedom of the individual and the con contraction of the federal government. The federal government, a big federal government, is a bad thing. It goes against freedom. And freedom was a direct philosophy from the Bible, from Judeo-Christian philosophy. In the end, all this has to do with, with trying to demonize the Catholic Church. That's what it comes down to. And eventually, all Christian churches. And then you have to, eventually, you're going to have to demonize the uh, Jewish temples. And you're, then you're going to have to de demonize the Muslims. Because the Muslims, believe it or not, believe a lot of the same, they have a lot of the same edicts we do. <coughs> Their philosophy is just different. Religion cannot exist. It can't exist for leftist tyrants. It cannot. And the reason it cannot is because we are to only worship one power, the power of God. And you can't have that power in the way because the government, according to leftists, is what needs to be worshipped. Whenever tell, when one tells you leftism is a religion, it is a religion. Look how they run. Worship, worship the power of the government. Worship the bureaucracy. So, um, and the funny thing is, Pope Francis is very much a leftist. He believes in redistribution, he believes in environmentalism, and he believes that capitalism is bad. But when the rubber hits the road, he still sticks with the Catholic doctrine. I don't think he would have honestly had a choice there. But he's going to still stick with the Catholic doctrine, and that's not going to change. And it doesn't matter whose feelings he hurts. Okay. Um, 
You can follow me on Rumble and Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me at Twitter uh, at Runnin' Fool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Rumble, and YouTube. You can and Stitcher. I forgot Stitcher. And you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Everybody, all of you, have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.